Fantasy Fuel is powered by Pole Sports. Get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls by visiting polesports.com. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, sit me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Like, OMG, it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of, like, the week. Right away. Right away. And we're not talking about one player. We're talking about (laughs) an entire team. And this entire team passed for 12 yards in the second half yesterday. (laughs) So bad. The Miami Dolphins, if you couldn't figure that out already. Yes, 12 passing yards in the second half. And they weren't even blown out, blown out, like, pretty much every other week. So Yeah, I don't want it's like, I keep saying it, but I don't want to talk too bad about them because I know the Jets got to play them twice. And right now, if we didn't have Darnold, I don't know if we could actually beat them because Ooh. we couldn't even score on offense. I know it was the Patriots last week. Well, two weeks ago now. Yes. But... Ah, that was just bad. Anyway, continue. Uh, well, <laughs> the bad thing is right now is the Dolphins are technically the 31st ranked team in the NFL because they have a better strength of schedule than the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Broncos would tear them apart. <laughs> yes, I they think would they tear would. them apart. I don't know how, but yeah, the Broncos technically are yeah. the 32nd ranked team I'm in su- the league. <laughs> I'm sure if they're looking for... The number one pick in the in the league, yeah, they're pretty happy. Yeah, we're we're head of the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, no, we got the number one pick. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get right into it because there were a number of injuries and a number of plays that were very controversial. So we're going to have to talk about some replacement players yeah. and some people that aren't going to be in for a little while. Well, the first one happened Thursday night. Unfortunately, against my Eagles, Devontae Adams. Yeah. a heck of a game. Oh, man, he he did amazing. Amazing. The problem is, the moment he came out of the game, the Packers couldn't do anything on offense. Yeah, I sent out a message right after that game. I was like, good game, Packers. Now Aaron Rodgers knows what it feels like that Carson Wentz had to put up with two games with no wide receivers on the field and see how hard it was to try and come back. I mean, there was controversial calls as well. Uh, on both sides, yes. But the the main ones were a little more obvious against the Packers because there was a couple. I texted you and I was like, "Man, that one, that shouldn't have been overturned or should have been overturned, something like that." I don't remember what it was, but yeah, there's just it always. This is why I don't like challenging penalties. I just at this point, I just don't want penalties to be no. challenged. Just stop it. I don't like it anymore. I don't like it anymore at all. It. I, I think it was a great idea. But it just it continues to get brought up every single week, and I just don't think it's something that needs to be the focus of the NFL. It need there needs to be some kind of tweak. Yes, I don't know what that tweak is to make it so people aren't willing to challenge everything. Right. I mean, I know Packers fans are upset because that interception in the end zone. Oh, see, look, he had his arms around. Yeah. It was a bang bang play. It was on the like one or two yard line. 
you're allowed to hit somebody within a little bit. I know it, it, it looked like pass interference. Yeah. And how come they didn't review it? Well, it was a penalty, or not a penalty, a turnover. So it should have been a reviewed play anyway, and whether or not they decided to look at that, I don't know. Plain and simple, the Packers should have ran the ball. They should have ran the ball. They had a couple downs to play with. They were right there. All they had to do was the run first, it. The first, uh, I, I was it that, I think it was that series, the very last one, where they were on like the eight-yard line. They gave it to Aaron Jones. He got it down to the one or two right. on a run. Right. And then they tried passing like Russell Wilson did in the Super Bowl, right. and, just, and it didn't work. When you're right there, just give it at least one shot. Just one, or I would even go two. Or if you're I, going to line up in the shotgun... Call a draw play for Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything. Anything. If, yeah. if it looks like it's not going to come, he can throw it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Anything. And Rodgers is good enough to find somebody if somebody's open. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. There's been a lot of, it's not just the Packers, but there's a lot of really weird play calling so far this year that I haven't really seen in the NFL, and it's kind of driving me bananas. <laughs> yeah. To think of it. I know, I know. I'm not going to dwell on it too much because I know – uh, there's too many Packers fans in this area for me to uh, argue too much about anything that happened that game. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it be. We got the W, and we'll move on. And let's move on to one of my boys who has been hot and cold this season, and um, I don't know if he's going to play this next week because he took really bad shot, Josh mm. Allen. Yeah. He That's wasn't a, doing well in the game before that. I guess he was starting to heat up a little bit, maybe get something together. They were still in that game. That's what yeah. was weird enough at the end was like the Patriots still only won that game by what, six points? 16 to 10. And maybe the Bills could win that game if Josh Allen stays in the I, I don't know. All I know is the, the Bills' defense was they really good. good. Put up a heck of a fight. <laughs> I would. I wanted them to win that game. It's not going to work out. I mean, the Patriots are going to find ways to win games because they're yeah. they're a good team. That's what good teams do. I can't stand them, but they win. And they held Tom Brady to his lowest yeah. lowest QBR rating since mm-hmm. two thousand six. So that's saying. Something. And it might be. And I have to dig, do some digging, but it might be one of his lowest fantasy scoring games in a long, that's long very time. Very possible. Very possible. We'll get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about some quarterbacks that are trending up and down Mm -hmm. and are all over the place. Maybe a few surprises out there if you haven't been paying attention (laughs) since the beginning of the season. But we still have a lot of injury news to cover. We'll go to the uh, next team, the Cowboys, who... Devonte Adams is unlikely to play against. That's where we were going with the first one. I don't even know if we yeah, said that. We didn't segue uh, he's into that. He's probably or... not going to play against the Cowboys. Well, mm-hmm. Tyron Smith probably won't suit up against the Packers. So <laughs> yeah. they're both losing a star part of their offense. I'm just a little worried for the Packers. I'm, but but I'm not too worried because I saw the Cowboys Ooh. against the Saints. <laughs> and that was really bad. Wow. I mean, can you get? Any worse than what they look like? I mean, I know it's a diff- it's a decent defense, but the Saints are willing to give up some points. Yes, and you only scored ten. It it was a. Ba- I didn't watch watch the game. Uh, yeah, but I was watching a stream of Joe and another guy playing their game, and 
in the background, this guy's girlfriend was watching. She's a cowboy fan. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm hearing her in the background as I'm watching it on like ESPN.com or whatever, you know, the game cast there. And uh, she is screaming. <laughs> it was it was almost more entertaining to listen. To, and she had a, a nice deep southern accent. Uh, yeah. It was it was interesting to listen That's to. That's awesome. So I hear her scream, and of course, I was just a little bit behind updating it. And then I would look on on the page, and you're like, "What is going on?" And then he'd be like, "Hey, babe, what was going on over there?" And oh, they're trying this. Oh, they get well, like this. This is some quality entertainment. That is not what I yeah. went to Twitch to watch, mm-hmm. but that's what I got. So it was kind of fun to listen to a Cowboys fan watch them lose. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be a show in itself. It Just could be random Cowboys fans watching them lose. <laughs> anyway, Tyron Smith, uh, right? So he won't probably suit up, uh, yep. but it's probably not an injury that's expected to keep him out a long period. Unfortunately, I would like to not have to play against him and have one <laughs> of our defensive ends be able to go off against the yeah. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And speaking of defensive ends, well, kind of outside linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. yeah Bradley yeah. Chubb yeah. tore his ACL out for the year. Yeah. So you IDPers that were hoping for Bradley Chubb, unfortunately, you're going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah. And it's another thing you can look at as far as, Who's going against this team this yes. week? You know, this could help you make a, a snap decision. Maybe you want to play this guy or this guy, and you say, "Oh, they, they don't have Bradley Chubb this anymore." So maybe I go with this guy, and then maybe that's the thing that pushes you over the top. Yep, yep. Just another one of those uh, things you need to dig a little deeper on on Sundays, uh, especially if you're in deeper leagues. You right. might be able to get away with that second running back or uh, a tight end. Um, but we still have more quarterback news. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. <laughs> MRI uh, revealed a dislocated left shoulder and a slight labrum tear. Mm-hmm. Slight was in quotes. I don't know what it means. Yeah, anything that's in quotes is always like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, I what don't does know. This mean? I don't know. He's gonna be out. He's gonna be out for a little while. And that's just my prediction there. And from what I heard out of all the Bears fans, they don't mind it. It's weird. They don't mind it at all. Bears fans don't know how to take any kind of... They, they see <laughs> they see a glimmer of hope, and they're like, Oh, he's better than Trubisky for sure. Maybe. No. But you've got to give him... Watch this, okay? Watch <laughs> this. He's going to go out there, and he's not going to be good. And they're going to be like, we got to get Trubisky back. Oh, yeah. It's- guarantee. Guarantee. Promise. I think the problem with the Bears is they've had a lot of backup quarterbacks go in games over the years that <laughs> look like they had a, bit, a little bit of promise. I mean, Dude, you know, I remember it? Caleb Haney that one year. Oh, Jay no. Cutler got hurt. They're like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. No, it's <laughs> I remember not. when McCown came in. I didn't really know much about McCown back then. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this guy actually looks like he could be a pretty good quarterback. And he's okay. He's all right. For a backup quarterback, he's one of the better ones. Yeah. And he actually performed that year when he was on the Bears. Yes. But, yeah, it's always that way. The, oh, hey, the backup always looks better than the starting quarterback. That's right. So we'll see how long it keeps him out. Uh, I wouldn't be rushing to pick up Chase Daniel for any reason. Uh, <laughs> this guy's made like four starts total in his right. career and has earned like $34 million. So <laughs> The highest paid backup quarterback probably. I don't know what the next highest is, but yeah, or anywhere close to that. Anyway, speaking of 
Josh McCown is a backup quarterback. Yeah. Uh, one of the teams he just got done playing for last year, the Jets. <laughs> uh, Adam Gase confirmed Sam Darnold has been cleared for non-contact drills. Yeah, just don't touch him, <laughs> and he's okay. I mean, you didn't want to touch him anyway because he had mono. <laughs> yeah, you right. don't want to go there, but... Yeah, I just I hope I just if he doesn't play we're gonna lose. I mean we have to have him. He is the only reason we have any type of offense because it's clear and obvious that we can't do anything without him. He's the only reason that Le'Veon Bell was good well, the that's first true. week of the season. Yeah, too. Uh, fantasy wise anyway. I mean, we want to talk about actual production on the field. It wasn't good per se, but it wasn't horrible. But we need we need Darnold back. You There's need no Darnold. Doubt. Badly. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, who was it? It wasn't Luke Falk. Who was the? Oh, Trevor Simeon, Simeon. was the backup. He, he didn't even play that well, no, when he, well before he, he got, got hurt. hurt. But, I mean, he might have been a little better than Luke Falk. We might have scored something on offense, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, that's probably a stretch, though. <laughs> well, one of my guys, uh, TJ Hawkinson, who I put in a couple of lineups after a couple of duds, and he got a touchdown right away. I'm like, here we go. This is going to be great. And Man. he's... Yeah. Shoulder and concussion mm-hmm. injuries. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to avoid being placed on injured reserve, but we have no clue as to his time frame right now. Yeah. This sucks. It does stink, especially if you were counting on something around him in DFS or anything like that, because he's cheaper. Yes. I know we took him, yes, didn't we? Yes, we put him in the one line. Yeah, and that probably didn't work out because, well. You know. Yeah. All my DFS lineups were crap this week. I was so close to winning money on mine. So close. Yeah. It was just everything about it. Although You know what didn't you know what really got me? <laughs> Mahomes. Oh he didn't perform no. like he normally does. If he, he would have just three hundred and sixteen yards, no touchdowns. It doesn't matter because he didn't get the touchdowns. If he would have just performed a little better, I would have been then. So I'll I speak didn't. to that real quick right now, even sure. though we're gonna talk about quarterbacks later. That was Patrick Mahomes' first dome performance. And everybody was like, this is going to be like a game of Madden. He's going to throw eight <laughs> touchdowns and 600 yards. And this is the first time he's ever not thrown a touchdown before, besides his first ever game the year Alex, or yeah, well, yeah first yeah. ever game that Alex Smith was still the starter. Yeah, I'm not going to count that. Yeah. But that's the only two games that he has not thrown a touchdown in. That's crazy. I can't believe this is his first dome game. I never even heard that. Yeah. This is the first time I'm hearing that. That's awesome, and that's crazy, and I can't believe he didn't get a touchdown. Yeah. I'm was... never going to have him in a dome game ever again. Did you see <laughs> the lateral from Travis Kelsey to oh, Michelle McCoy? Oh, that was so cool. You don't see enough of that in the no, NFL. No, you don't. I want to see that all the time. I know Coaches are probably like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> that one, that one was it looked, so easy. There was nobody else around McCoy. It almost looked like it was planned. Like, Travis Kelsey, he knew he was going to as soon as that ball yeah. was coming to he was him. Like, He's oh, like, here you go, shady <laughs> blue. I mean, it was it, really cool. It didn't. It's not like he brought the ball into his body. It was catch, and, and he just yeah, it immediately was like, scooped it off. It was like an alley oop kind of thing. It was just yeah. whoop. So yeah, that was fun. Maybe they're going to put a wrinkle like that in on normal plays, which why wouldn't you try that you once in a while? A yeah. little hook and ladder in the middle of a game when mm-hmm. it doesn't mean much could be a wrinkle enough that will catch somebody off guard. People don't do it, and teams don't do that enough. The little things like that. And I, I, I think if you really planned it out and you said, okay, if we got this guy coming here and this guy coming here, we throw it to him. If, it, if the lateral is not open, just go down. 
No big deal. Right. But if it's open, toss it to him. You could get like another twenty yards, like Shady did. Yeah, and as long as you're catching the ball and not fumbling it, right. you're still <laughs> gaining yards no matter yeah. how it is looked at. Um, so let's let's move along to your guy that I didn't completely talk <laughs> you out of in DFS and got we had to play him in multiple places anyway. Yes, I did. Yeah, and we finally got a decent game out of Jarvis Landry this year. Yes, eight receptions for a hundred and something, sixty or something yards. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know the exact number there, but yeah, I was very happy with that. And then I got news late in the game that he had concussion and i was like oh no this is not good because i have to start him in some of my leagues and i really really want him to be out there (laughs) and the major problem with that this week is they play on monday night yeah that's just a really bad so unless you have somebody like antonio callaway coming off of suspension Mm -hmm. if you if he's out there as a free agent and you are counting on landry if you have space for antonio callaway please grab him up yeah, I mean, I th- he might be worth a, a spot start here and there with the buys coming up, but I think what might happen is I know concussions are a little bit different. We, you can't really control when somebody comes back; they have to tell you when he comes back. Right. But if there's any question at all that Callaway isn't going to be good enough, they're going to either say, "All right, you need to be cleared," or they're going to say, "Callaway looks pretty decent. You can go ahead get fully recovered, right. whatever it is." But I think that might determine whether or not he plays on Monday night. And I, it's just it's a bad situation for anybody who owns Landry right. this, this week. And also, I don't know how they adjust it on uh, FanDuel or DraftKings or any DFS lineup. But if they adjust his value down to where it's really, really cheap, and you're sitting there thinking, well, it's not worth it. But Callaway's probably going to be cheap, too. So it's probably a one-two thing. If you got Landry and you want to go with Callaway, you can do that. Right. So we'll monitor that. Hopefully, we'll still get to play Jarvis Landry in the leagues that we I would. I hope so. Are hoping <laughs> really for him in. Um, and now let's move along to a player who's going to miss the rest of the season. Oh, not because of injury, but because he <laughs> is the worst, dirtiest player that I have witnessed on the field. Like on purpose, dirty. Not just football yeah. dirty. This is just human being dirty yes not good Vontez perfect after that helmet to helmet hit on jack doy which i can't believe wow we got some music in the background apparently i did not shut my phone off (laughs) so let's go ahead and put that on silent like i normally do we're talking about perfect and i didn't see it live so when i heard about it i was like okay i want to go back and look at it and at first I was thinking, okay, there was a couple in the recent years that were a little controversial. Like, we didn't know if he did it on purpose or if he just kind of running into the helmet-helmet contact. This was 1,000% yeah. him. He, he did that on purpose he needs from to the be, get-go. He needs to be out of the league forever and not come back. Yeah. That is one of the dirtiest hits I've ever seen. The yep. guy is down on the ground, and you're going in there helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. Yeah. And it's down. Your helmet's not up. You're not he, accidentally. He wasn't running up to touch him on the shoulder nope. because his knee was already yep. on the ground. He, he ran with his into helmet him. into the other guy's helmet, Jack yep. Doyle. And I do not know how Jack Doyle survived that, <laughs> let alone finished the game. If you watch the replay, and even in, in regular motion and not slow motion, it, it looks bad. But in slow motion, man, I, I'm seeing his head, and it's like almost looks like it's not on his neck anymore. Like it just goes. <laughs> And yeah. it, I can't explain how, what it looks like to me. Did not but like that. It just looks really 
really bad, and he's fine, right? That's yeah. what they're saying. I, I, I don't know if he came out uh, and did any kind of concussion protocol on the sidelines and right. they cleared him, or if he, he didn't do anything, he, he seemed fine. Not that we're uh, all over Jack Doyle and fantasy like I was before Andrew Luck retired, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, one more piece of injury news before we get on to some performances and uh, our quarterbacks. According to Adam Schefter, A.J. Green is expected to be out at least through week six. So those people hanging on to A.J. Green, you Mm -hmm. have to ask yourself if it's still worth it at this point. Yeah. Um, If you have IR spots, I have him in like two leagues, and I believe I have him on an IR spot. So it's not costing me a roster spot, so I'm going to leave him there. Yeah, that's fine if you have him in IR. But if you're just stashing him because you think he's going to do something, but, man, it's going to be week six is when he comes back, and then it's going to be week eight until you know if you have anything, and then you're going to realize, okay, is he he startable? Should I do this here? And week eight is a little late. It is a little late. Although in one league that I'm very deep in and my starters have been doing great, I have A.J. Green and Kareem Hunt just kind of <laughs> sitting there. Uh, Green is on the IR. In, Hunt the, is <laughs> in the listener league, I have a couple guys now. Yes. Gordon's coming back very soon. It looks like he's going to play next week. That's what they're saying. Right. I don't know how much he's going to play. But I'm probably able to start him, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> And then I also have Tyreek Hill. I'm just sitting there holding on to him because I need him. I can't yeah. play. Uh, you drafted gonna... him expecting to get weeks out of him, and then he yes. got hurt. So, yes. oh, now what do I do? But I can't continue going with Adam Thielen at this point. It's oh just goodness. not good. We'll talk about him in mm-hmm. just a minute. Uh, let's move on to performances, and let's start off with, mm, I don't know if it's the worst of the worst, but... The Redskins start or got Dwayne Haskins in the game. Didn't start. Case Keenum was bad. I don't remember if there was an injury or whatnot. But Coach Jay Gruden says he's not sure who's going to start for week five. And that includes not just Case Keenum, not just Dwayne Haskins. Now Colt McCoy's been in the mix because apparently yeah. he's healthy. It cannot be Haskins. Just put it, it this shouldn't way. If, be. if they they can't do that, if they put him back out there, they're putting him out there to fail. You need, if you think he's your future, <laughs> you need to have him sit and learn and just get soak all everything he can possibly. What is he learning in Washington? Well, I mean, I, it's <laughs> better. It's better than going out there and failing. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And once your confidence is shot, you're done. We've seen this before with RG3 going out there for Washington, getting hurt and rushing him back. Like, come on, can we just take our time? You're not good, Washington. Stop it. I don't care care if it's Keenum. I don't care if it's McCoy. It cannot be Haskins. The only bright spot on Washington so far this year was Terry McLaurin, who unfortunately missed the last game. Well, Terry McLaurin's been doing great with Case Keenum. He played in college with Dwayne Haskins. Mm. So you'd think if either one of those are out there, Terry McLaurin should be all right. I don't yeah. know what he would be with Colt McCoy. But uh, well, McLaurin didn't play, so right. we, don't, so we know don't know if anything. that connection is still there yet. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's a tough one. I love what Terry McLaurin has done so far. And I have I picked him up in multiple leagues after week one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's been amazing, and quite frankly, I didn't real. I it was kind of a shock that he didn't play. I did, I thought he was going to play the entire 
Yes. Thing, all the way up until they said he's not going to play. Yeah. What? <laughs> Thursday, he got a little bit of a hamstring tweak, and then they just were like, you know what? We're going to lose anyway. We so. had it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, move on to a winner. And this was a guy I picked up in multiple leagues in, uh, I believe, week two. Will Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy is already good. But when you're going against the Cardinals, I mean, it just makes everything so yes. much better. This, this, we have already found out now, mm-hmm. right now, the Cardinals are terrible at covering the tight end. Yes. So we're going to be looking at that going forward right now when we talk about tight ends each week. If you need some help in the buys, your first order of business is to look and see if somebody is playing the Cardinals that's on the waivers. Yeah, and if it's not even just about buys, it's about DFS. If you're playing daily that fantasy, too, yeah, of course. Uh, to me, I'm gonna I don't know I don't know who they're playing next week, but I'm gonna go out and get the tight end for whoever's going against the Cardinals, and I don't care who it is. It could be Kelsey. I'm still going to pay it. I'm going to pay it for him because he's going to go off. Very true. So that I'm I'm going to do every time. The yep. Cardinals, terrible already. Defense is not good as it is. But against the tight ends, really, really bad. So before I give you another stat, let's take a look at what Will Disley has done on the year. Week one, five points. He was, I don't know, yeah. maybe getting acclimated. He had that injury last year. Sure. Yep. Uh, but since then, 22, 18, and 18. That's now that, perfect. even with that five-point week one, he's the number six overall tight end right now. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. And he got those this 18 points this previous week. Uh, he ran a route on 68% of Russell Wilson's dropbacks in week four, which yeah. up, a- up, up until that point, he only had a forty-five percent yeah. route. That's a rate, big increase, and he was scoring. Like, yeah, I, I think there was another stat I couldn't find it before we started tonight about uh, targets in the red zone to Disley. I think there was something about that where that's been increasing as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go from look Russell at that. Wilson. So, mm-hmm. Will Disley like ride him now? Uh, there's no reason not to. Right. I picked him up in leagues where you know I have somebody like uh, Noah Fant or. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Well, you might have even had Disley late because, you know, you, you picked up somebody else that you were really trusting in. Like, maybe I said his name a few times already, but somebody like O.J. Howard, who hasn't produced. Oh, my goodness. And you have Will Disley. You just keep putting in Howard, putting in Howard. No, you got to stop now. You got to right. just Trivia. flat out release him. Trivia time. <laughs> okay. Where do you think O.J. Howard is ranked right now among oh, all man. tight ends? <laughs> it's probably... 23rd. 24th. Oh, wow, so close. Nice guess. Dang it. He is actually right behind Tyler, or right in front of Tyler Higby, behind (laughs) Blake Jarwin, Gerald Everett, Jack Doyle, Mm -hmm. Vernon Davis, who I thought was going to have a decent week this week, Mm -hmm. Uh, Dawson Knox, who is one we might have to uh, monitor. Noah Fant has been starting to improve. He got a touchdown this last week. And then Jimmy Graham right in front of those who's had a yep. 12, a 0, a 0, and an 18. Yeah, it's either it's, it's boom or bust with Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Although Rodgers did say he wants to get Jimmy Graham more involved in the offense. Blah, blah, and, blah. And listen, 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 listen. <laughs> this next week, if Adam's not going to play, you might expect a little bit more out of Jimmy Graham. So this might be a good week This coming to play week, him. we'll have to look at yeah. a little bit more. I'm not sure how the Cowboys are doing against tight ends. 
Uh, who they play? Yeah, we'll have to well, look at that too. Yeah, Jared Cook is not a good example. Where is Jared Cook? Let me see where he's on the <laughs> list. Is he even on this? Oh list? yes, he's doing better than OJ Howard, I would imagine. Um, no, no. I have. Yes, no. I think I have to put more tight ends on this list. This oh, is the no. top thirty-two. Well, Jared Cook had a he few thirty-third. Okay, he had a few receptions wow. last week. And right in front of him, Ricky Seals Jones. Maybe if you're struggling at tight end, you start looking at uh, Herndon and you just pick him up because he's going to do better than O.J. Howard. That is a very good point. Chris Herndon is coming back mm-hmm. off the of suspension here. He started Shortly. to have some chemistry with Darnold towards the end of last year. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of good tight ends out there that are scoring okay, but he's another one that could just creep right up It could up be there. worth the risk of just taking and seeing what happens. And this is probably the time you want to take him because yeah. you, if you wait, your last you wait till week seven, you're not going to get him. Yes, and uh, I'm looking at the average. This is just a straight PPR league. The top 10 are all above 10 points per week. That's mm-hmm. what you're hoping for. Obviously, you want if – you had Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz or George Kittle. You were hoping for 15 to 20 points a right. game. Right now, I mean, since we're on it, let's talk about some tight ends. The number one tight end in the league this year, Austin Hooper. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went nuts. Two weeks in a row. Went nuts. That's, I mean, that's awesome because I, I, I had high hopes for him. I didn't know whether or not he was going to be that good. But I tell you what, what's weird about this? And I don't know if anyone's else, anyone else has said anything about this, but what's weird about Austin Hooper getting all these points is they have so many weapons. They do. They have they have Julio, and that's one weapon enough. Yeah. And then you have uh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley, and you got Sanu, Sanu, and you still got Freeman, who's and been okay the last couple of weeks. He hasn't done what we hoped. I, I just thanks, Joe. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure why Hooper's getting all these targets. Is is he doesn't have any time to throw Matt Ryan or what, I, what's going on? I'm not sure. I think I saw something about this offensive coordinator likes to implement the tight end a little bit more, or there's been a lot of targets over okay, the past well, couple that's, of years. That's so. not that's that's not bad. But I want to look into how many one he's how many times he's been sacked, and one and the, probably the most important one is how many times he's been hurried. Yes, if he's, if he's being hurried a lot and he's throwing them hurried balls to Hooper. That's huge. It like is. that is a really big stat in my eyes. But we have to look into that. I didn't even think about that until now. Yep. And uh, right behind him, coming off of not that great week, but you still got almost ten points out of him. Evan Ingram. He's still getting his targets. Uh, we're gonna yeah. obviously. It was against. Um, who did they play this last week? Uh, well, Washington. <laughs> they didn't need to do. It was all Wayne Gallman, who we'll talk about in a second. So they didn't need Evan Ingram to do much of anything. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews, number three, he's been a little bit uh, all over the place. His first two weeks were great, and the yeah. last two weeks was a four and a 13. So he's, uh, yeah, he's still one of the most targeted on that team, though, yes. because there's not a lot else you can trust in on the team for Jackson at this point because he's got Sneed. It was funny about Sneed is when he gets a touchdown, that's it. That, oh, yeah. he, that's all he's getting <laughs> is a touchdown. 
And if I would, I could have played him this last week and would have done better with one one of the other guys I played. But I'm never gonna start Snead unless I absolutely no. have to. Until you get one of those bye weeks where there's four yeah, or I'm sixteen. Week ten or weeks, yeah, it's week ten. I'm gonna have to play oh, him yeah. unless that's unless he's week ten. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so right behind Mark Andrews, literally within three points of Mark Andrews is Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller and Will Disley now. Mm-hmm. So there's your top six, and they're all within eight points of each other. Right. So right now it is a race for the top tight end, and uh, yeah, you didn't need to take Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, or George Kittle. I even even mentioned Ertz or Kittle. Right. Yeah. Ertz is eight, and Kittle is ten. Top ten. I mean, you know who else was top ten last year? Who was that? Trey Burton. Oh, my. And you didn't really want him. <clears throat> no. But now we're talking about a little bit better of a top 10, which is nice. Maybe the tight ends are starting to head in a different direction than just, eh. No, I, <laughs> I will say this about Kittle because he was on by this week. Yeah. If you yep. put him in average, he is right behind uh, Will Disley. Okay, yeah. So I say Kittle's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been all right. But then after that, there's, there's a drop-off. I mean, Hawkinson obviously is going to be out. Then you've got the... Wildly inconsistent Jordan Akins, who's had yeah. one good week, a couple of yeah, and then a bad week. Eric Ebron is touchdown or bust right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, good old James O'Shaughnessy, <laughs> who like catches one catch for a touchdown, and that's all you're getting out of him. And uh, we already mentioned Jimmy Graham, who is um, boomer bust, yeah, boomer bust. And I actually might I have to look into it, but like I said, I might consider playing him in a DFS lineup this next week. Now, let's move away from Boomer Bust and go with the absolute model of consistency, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my gosh. The guy is the best player in the league. He's the MVP, <laughs> except for he's on a team that's not going to give him the MVP award. But, I mean, he's he is the – I mean, as far as running backs go, what else – what what can I say about this guy? Well, I can say something about him. Sure. Uh, the Panthers running back snap counts through four weeks. Christian McCaffrey, 264. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bonifon, four. <laughs> Everybody else, zero. Mm. Which means Christian McCaffrey is on pace for 344 carries, which isn't like a giant workload. It's a lot, but yep. it's not Zeke workload territory. Right. Also on pace for 100 catches. We've seen him already do that. Mm-hmm. And on pace for 2,516 yards, which would set an NFL record set by Chris Johnson in 2009. Now, this yep. is totally possible. I think it's possible. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But, boy, if if Cam Newton stays out for a while, I think it's even more possible. I really do. That's a lot of yards. I don't think it matters who's at quarterback. That one Thursday game are we was talking to- oh, Hold on. Are we talking total yards or are we yes. talking rushing yards? Total oh, okay. yards. Okay, I was yeah. about ready to go crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's not that good a rusher to completely break the NFL record in rushing yards. <laughs> But all-purpose yards, or at least rushing and receiving, yeah, he's, he's right. right there. So now we've had the wildly inconsistent. We've had the very consistent. Yeah. Now let's go to the sucky. <laughs> the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Basically, yeah. yes. Uh, and we're talking about the Minnesota <sighs> Vikings minus Delvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, even he's been this great. week against the Bears defense, he got a rushing touchdown. Yep. that's all you can ask for. I mean, you had to play him. I, I did play him. We even stuck him in a DFS line. I was like, you know what? Why not? Maybe he's still going to roll over him. Yeah, he didn't. 
And Kirk Cousins was awful. And so, I mean, that doesn't get any worse. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand, and I don't know why Thielen got really upset. Of but course. He, they need to throw the ball more. I, I think they can win with Dalvin Cook. They can. But when you're playing a team like the Bears, you get stuck in this, I, we got to run, 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 and then all of a sudden you're down. Now you got to pass. And, and it's not like they were down by a lot. No. Even, but you still have to pass. You, now you have to pass, and you're not doing it well, and they know that you got to pass, so it's not going to be easier. And you, you didn't even hardly go to th- – to Thielen, you went to Diggs quite a few times, which Diggs finally had a decent and, and week. And it's fine. Stephon Diggs is a good he's wide a, receiver, right. so if you got to go to somebody, he's fine. But but Thielen only had one reception, I think. I believe so. so. Yeah, it's just that's yeah, so it's not good enough when you're down. Just a reminder: Kirk Cousins has a guaranteed eighty-four million dollars. <laughs> they signed Stephon Diggs to a five-year, eighty-one million dollar contract. They yeah. signed Adam Thielen to a four-year, sixty-four million dollar contract. Right now, the Vikings are 31st in passing yards per game and 32nd in passing first downs per game. That's a little skewed only because, a little bit. Only because they've been running the ball a lot. And of course. It has been working. But like I said before, if you, if you are down, you can't stick to it. And so now you got to do something you're not used to, and it's not going to work. You have to, you have to keep going with it. It needs to be like a at least 50-50. Before, I don't know what the percentage was, but they were running the ball a lot. A lot, yes. And it worked against a couple of teams, but not every yeah. team. Uh, well, let's go to another weird game <laughs> and talk about the quarterbacks in that game. Yeah. The highest paid player in the history <laughs> of the NFL and guaranteed money, Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Has nine total turnovers and seven touchdowns after the first four games. Yeah. That Rams team is very inconsistent. Yeah, what's funny is their defense seems like it's a pretty good defense, and then all of a sudden they get That's wiped. That's why I benched Jameis Winston this they week. Get, they get wiped. I don't understand. How did they allow Jameis Winston to just go crazy? That was the most points the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have ever scored in the history of that franchise. That I can game. imagine. I can imagine. That's a lot of points. It really is. It's a lot of points. And that was a great week for Jameis. He's probably the highest scoring quarterback in the league this uh, last more week. More than likely. I believe I got my quarterbacks up. Let's see okay. what week four had to offer before we get into it really quick. Uh, yes, in this particular league, Jameis Winston had 37 points, mm-hmm. and the next highest was Lamar Jackson at 30. So yeah, and that we'll was... talk about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also in that game was Chris Godwin. Yeah, amazing. Who was questionable amazing. all the way up to, and I had other options on my benches, <laughs> so I started other players. <laughs> I had no other options in one league, so I still did get points out of Chris Godwin. Yes. Oh, not man. forty-two points like he did in that league, and it's understandable to bench somebody going against the Rams defense. One, right, and two, knowing that they're not that great of an offensive team to begin with, you know, whatever. Maybe you have another option. You can. It's understandable. No, but boy, if you benched him, that is just a that's a punch in a the lot gut. of people benched him yeah. this week. It was not the wrong play per se. I mean, if you would have just scored 
13 points, 18 points, whatever, you'd have been like, oh, that sucks. But, you know, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. But when he scores 42, everybody's like, these stupid experts, they told me to bet. <laughs> no, I I suggested it because I had better options. If you have better options or safer options, that's the way to go. Now, think about this. We just got done talking about tight ends. Mm-hmm. We just got done talking about how awful O.J. Howard has been. Yeah, terrible. We just said... The Buccaneers put up 55 points this week. And you know who wasn't involved? O.J. Howard. That's unbelievable. Cameron Bright scored a touchdown in that game. Yeah. I'd rather have Cameron Bright on my team. Peyton Barber scored a touchdown in that game. Rather have him. Ronald Jones scored a touchdown. Rather have him. That's saying something. I'm telling you, (laughs) these guys aren't aren't fantasy-relevant players most of the time. But I'd rather have them right now than O.J. Howard. Just weird. It, it's just what you were expecting so much out of Howard. OJ Howard in like the fifth round. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm saying. And who was I taking in the fifth and sixth round? Uh, I'm throwing a blank. What you're talking Evan about? Evan Ingram. Oh yeah, of course. You got to take him. <laughs> I was over taking him, him over OJ Howard anyway. Yeah, I would have done that no matter what because I just I've never been a huge OJ Howard fan. But man, you were expecting so much more out of him, and he has been so garbage, so bad. I am. I apologize. I still had him five points high ish <laughs> out of all tight ends. I didn't think he would be this bad. Yeah, fifty five points, and he gets almost nothing. Almost nothing. Unreal. You know who? A couple of running backs. Well, we got we've got a number of running backs on this list. We're going to talk about before we get to the quarterbacks. We'll start with Nick Chubb. Shoot, man, that guy tore it up. The tore Browns up. corner corner backs. Mm-hmm. We're not playing. The starting cornerbacks mm-hmm. for the Browns were not playing. I'm like, fire up your Lamar Jacksons. Obviously, you were going to do that anyway. Yeah. But fire up your Hollywood Browns. Fire up your Mark Andrews. Fire, fire up. The, they're going to go nuts. Yeah. Nope. And they didn't. And the Browns beat them handily. Yeah. And Nick Very Chubb strange. scored three touchdowns. Yeah. And now, if the Browns can continue doing this, I mean, they, they look really good. I don't know if Baker looked amazing. But right. when when you're running the ball ridiculous like that, boy, it opens up everything for you, and it opens up for Jarvis Landry who had eight touchdowns yes. or eight touchdowns. Wow, that would be amazing. Eight eight receptions, and so OBJ was the one disappointment. Well, on he kind of choked on the field, and oh, got choked oh, no. on the field. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, sorry about that, OBJ, <laughs> but Marlon Humphrey did something that a lot of people have probably wanted to do to OBJ over the years with all his antics when he was still in New York. But yeah, Marlon Humphrey, uh, did a little choke out on OBJ right there on the field. Right. No penalty or anything was called. I don't know what that was about. I don't know why OBJ had such a bad game. I, I just, I think they were just planning to beat them with Chubb. And I, again, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they went uh, Landry's way a lot. But right. they, but that doesn't, that like I said in the past, they've been going Landry's way. He just hasn't been catching the right. balls. He caught a lot of these balls this time, and it actually worked out in his benefit. And that makes me feel better about it. But then he got a concussion, so now I'm like, oh, I yeah, don't know what to do with this. Yeah, Who knows? The Browns are still wildly inconsistent. Yes. And we won't yeah, know. we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully they can find some consistency throughout (laughs) this year so we can know who to play. I mean, obviously, Njoku's out, uh, and OBJ has been boomer bust kind of, Mm -hmm. and Jarvis Landry finally had a good game. They're getting Antonio Callaway back, so it's going to be interesting to see where they go on offense. Yes, for sure. Let's go all the way back to Thursday night. 
No. All the way back to Thursday night. All right. Talk about Jordan Howard. Oh, yeah, he did good. He uh, had me very excited throughout <laughs> that game. It was an amazing game on the ground. We exposed the weakness in the Packers' defense. Well, I already said that. The rush I already defense. said that at the beginning yes. when the Thursday night preview. I said if they're going to win, one, they needed Jeffrey, which they had. Yes. I didn't expect Aguilar to do absolute nothing. He got nothing from me in the Zero. league that I started him. And I said they need to run the ball because passing the ball is not going to be easy. Well, passing the ball wasn't horrible either. So it's just a kind of a bad game for the Packers. I think they're going to be better in the future. Uh, no doubt next week they're going to – I don't know who they're playing, but they're going to put up a little better of a fight. They're playing I'm, the Cowboys. They're going to win. Hands down, they're going to beat the Cowboys. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be exposed. Stone cold lock of the week. What's yeah, <laughs> Lock of the week. <laughs> Packers are going to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys, listen, I think it's going to be exposed that Dak Prescott is not as fantasy – relevant as you think they did play a very soft three games and then they went to the fourth game we'll get to that in a minute i know i'm just saying <laughs> I, it's just it makes sense to me yes uh we got a couple other running backs we need to talk about but before we move on i just have to say obviously you're probably you shouldn't be expecting this from jordan howard going forward no yeah i did predict before the season that jordan howard would have double-digit touchdowns, <laughs> and that's still very possible. Yeah. I just didn't think they would come in chunks of three apiece. <laughs> so I, I don't know how. And I, I still think Sanders will take the role over at some point in the future. I don't think. And he looked great, too. Yeah, he looks fine, yeah. I I mean, he what would he average? 7.8, seven, whatever. Yeah. yeah, almost eight yards of carry. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jordan Howard looked great, and... Yeah, I, I don't know if you can still get him in your lineups. Maybe with the bye weeks coming up. But I will say, this duo of running backs reminds me a lot of LeGarrette Blunt mm. and Jay Ajayi when the Eagles had a decent season. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are really hoping for a lot. I'm just going to leave that there for everybody. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess no we're comment. moving on no to comment. another running back. Uh, somebody who has just been awesome. Yes. But we kind of have to talk about it because Melvin Gordon's back. Mm-hmm. Yes, we lost Justin Jackson. Yep. I dropped him from almost yep. every roster. He was out. No, this, yep. this felt weird. It, it's another one of those, like I was explaining the other week, when Cam Newton was... Oh, he sat, and Kyle Allen's playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now Kyle Allen's the foreseeable quarterback <laughs> for the field. This feels yeah. like that. Like, oh, Melvin Gordon's back, um, and Justin Jackson was doing well. Guess what? He's hurt now. You uh, you got an injury, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of have a. It kind of hurts here, but I'm fine to go. No, 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 no. You're, you're hurt. You're I was hurt. looking you're forward hurt. to Justin Jackson against the Dolphins. I f- assumed he was going to get a decent workload because they just weren't going to have to pass the ball much, which I was right about and not picking Keenan Allen in DFS. That was a good move. Yeah, it was not that it mattered in the end, Yeah, but I, I was looking forward to Justin Jackson against the dolphins and then he's out. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And it's not like, that's what I don't understand. He had to be somewhat hurt because it's not like Gordon did anything. He was suited up. Right. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it was, Supposed that he was in it for emergency purposes only, but I was like, well, yeah, kind of got to spell Austin Eckler as amazing as he's been. You got to take him off the field for a little bit. You would think. 
but he is the number two running back still in fantasy football behind. Oh, yeah, Chris McCaffrey. Man, that's, I mean, you don't have to ask that question. Uh, yeah, another 29 points this week out of Austin Eckler. And it, I, uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to go down. It probably Gordon, is. He's still worth a play as a oh, flex yeah, play oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. every league. He still has fantasy value. It's just not going to be number two running back worthy. Probably not. So okay. if you're in a league where people aren't completely paying attention, you might want to try and get something stud-like out of Austin Eckler. If you can yeah, trade him there's for a, there's a, possibility a good there. wide receiver or a tight end if you're lacking that category, this is probably the time to sell Eckler yeah, yep. unless you have a strong enough lineup where he would be better than your yeah. flex play um, and you have another running back or something to play. It, it, it's a weird situation. Obviously, we'll be watching very closely because we have Eckler in a couple of leagues. Yep. We've had him since last year. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he would end up being a fifth cis crown pick before the season (laughs) began this year, but here we are. And Austin Eckler is, he's still going strong. Yep. Uh, What do we got? Still three more running backs we need to talk about. This was a good week for running backs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leonard Fournette finally had a good week. It's about time. And and he's been consistent ish. But he wasn't giving you those th- yeah. second, third round mm-hmm. graded points. Per what game. he gave you this last week is what you were expecting him to give you for the most majority. Right. Now you're not going to get it every single week. But what he gave you is what you were expecting, and he finally gave it to you. Hold on for a little bit. I want to. I want to make sure this is something that's going to happen for the rest of the year before I can actually say. Okay, I feel comfortable with you now. Yeah, because I I'm not feeling comfortable with Fournette. I I still need to see some more. I mean, he right now. Uh, let's go to. I don't know overall points. He is number ten, which is fine. Yeah. He had a twenty six point week this last week. Fifteen, twelve. He has been trending up. Yeah, we'll say that. Yep. Now start with week one. I want to I want to hear all all week five, one four weeks eleven point four points. That's not good enough. Eh. Not good enough. Week two twelve point seven. Not good enough. Same thing. Week three fifteen point two. Still, you're happy with a fifteen I'm, at that point. I'm okay with it, but it's still to me not good enough. And then week four twenty six and a half points. That's perfect. There you go. That's what I want to see out of. And him. that's without if a he, touchdown. Listen, if he can get the twenty and be consistent with twenty or even be consistent with 20 to 15, I'd be more comfortable. But the first three weeks, okay, you got one 15-er. I don't care that much about that. No. I want I want something I can feel comfortable with. And that's why if the trend is up, that's fine. That's good. But I need to see the trend stay. If it comes yes. back down, there's a problem. And it has to, it has to stay consistent. I will say that the Jaguars are a very intriguing team just to watch. <laughs> yeah. I was watching, I think it was Red Zone, and they brought up the end, close to the end of the Jaguars-Denver game, mm-hmm. and Gardner Minshew <laughs> evaded like seven tackles yeah. behind the line, and he was just dancing around like this was no big yeah. deal, under, over, behind, back, sideways, and then throws a touchdown pass. Yep. Like, he has more points than... Aaron Rodgers does this year. Yep, and I was just going to say that because <laughs> I couldn't believe when I saw that. I was like, really? Wow. That is And amazing. he didn't even start the season. Right. I mean, I he, mean was, he played most of that game. Most but of it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So what what do the Jaguars do if and when Nick Foles comes back this season? 
I mean, there's probably no point in playing Nick Foles. It really isn't. I mean, if you really think Minshew is something you might have in the future, you might just stick with him and hope. But what's the point of having Nick Foles when you're hoping for the future? He's not a future guy. He is a let's try and win in the next couple of years. Right. So, I, I mean, I love Nick Foles, obviously. But yeah. I, there's, is is there a way that the Jaguars could trade Nick Foles to yeah. a team in contention that might need a quarterback? The Bears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bears won't do it. No, they will of not course do they it. won't. No. They uh, got to stick with their guns no matter how bad it hurts. Um. The Vikings won't do it either. They could pay no. too much for Kirk Cousins. No. Uh, let's think of the other teams that are in contention. Uh, it, it, anybody that's in contention right now probably has a decent probably quarterback. Probably has a decent quarterback. Or, or at least has one that's coming back like the Saints. So they might consider somebody like Foles if Breeze wasn't coming back. Yeah, they got to score gonna... on offense. Otherwise, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is just not mm-hmm. going to do it. Nope. Uh I don't know any other team. Well, yeah. maybe. Well, they're not really in contention right now, but the Steelers' Rudolph isn't really cutting it. Eh. So we'll find out tonight. We'll find out yeah, a little more we'll about uh, Rudolph and uh, yeah, anybody on that Steelers. Like, <laughs> I think I need James Conner to get less than eleven points in one league for me to hold off my opponent. And that's. I mean, it's listen, doable. it's doable for James Conner <laughs> this year. It has. It's, it's not doable. out of the question. All right, we got two more running backs to go through. Sure. A guy I did not think was going to have a very good week. I knew he would get some attempts, but I didn't think he would get Saquon Barkley numbers. (laughs) Wayne Gallman. Yeah, he did good. Um, And that's that's something I was looking for. I wasn't looking to start him until I saw something out of him. Now that we saw something out of him, there's there's a possibility with with it. If you have him on your team, you can start him. DFS, there's a possibility. Oh, there. DFS. I he mean, was he's a, he's, a, he's got to be option. cheap. He's probably still somewhat cheap next week. He's probably going to go up though. The yeah, more good games, the the sure. more it's going to cost. So yeah, he's definitely surprised me a little bit, and I'm happy that he surprised me. Now we can start him. And look, Sterling Shepard still had a good game. Yes, it's not like he took anything away from him. No, so that's a good thing. Yep the the Giants' offensive uh, pieces were okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan Agram had a little bit of a down game, but it still wasn't terrible. And they were playing the Redskins. They really didn't yeah, need Evan Ingram. So. Exactly. So we'll see once the Giants play a decent defense, if Daniel Jones can keep all of those pieces happy <laughs> yeah. fantasy-wise. All right, we're down to our last running back. Here it is. He had 26 points this week. Oh, no. But it wasn't really because he was a great running back. No, he didn't run good. He had 16 yards rushing. That's not. Oh, that's that sounds terrible. But he had two rushing touchdowns. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. And seven receptions. Seven receptions. I like that. Yeah, that's Todd good. Gurley. Todd Gurley finally did something productive. Listen, they actually got him into the passing game a little more than right. what they have been normally. And the sick was it 16 yards rushing? Yeah, not good. No, not good. He needs to be better than that. But, but obviously, they weren't in. A game script to be able to rush the ball. Yes. They were behind by like eighteen plus points, right? But multiple times. You would you would hope that it'd be a little better than that. But the fact that he caught seven is it makes me feel good about Todd Gurley. You know, now I feel a little more comfortable starting him. Even I'm starting him every week. Right. There's no question. But now I feel a little bit better about it because now he got twenty some points instead of. 
16 or 17 points. That's just not what you drafted Todd Gurley for. Now, what was insane about that Rams game is that they had two of the top four wide receivers in fantasy yeah. points oh, this week. Yep. Robert Woods had 30 points. Yep. Uh, very inconsistent wide receiver this year. Cooper Cup has yep. been doing very well, and he was the number four wide receiver this week. And then you have Cooks, Brandon Cooks. He, I think he, had, like, he had 13 points. He, he's been a little more consistent, but he has not had a great game yet. Right, and I think that's why I'd rather have Cooks than the other two because he's, like you said, he's more consistent. And I, I love consistency. Now, if I'm going out there and I have Woods, yeah, it's nice to have somebody like that that can give me a 30-point a game, but then the other weeks I'm getting five points, and I don't like that. I don't want that out of a wide receiver or even my flex spot. I want something more consistent. That's why normally I would go with somebody like Cooks. Yep. Well, I think that's done. No more running backs to talk about. <laughs> There's a lot of guys on that list that you're going to keep putting in your, chub, or your lineup, like Chubb <laughs> and Eckler oh, and Fournette man. and Gallman and Gurley. All those guys you're going to keep in your lineup. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. The way you said that was just hilarious. I, I was trying to move <laughs> along like it didn't happen, and of course I couldn't. And the one guy on that list that we're probably still not playing is Jordan Howard. Yeah. So that is the one guy this week that uh, was probably the outlier. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you probably shouldn't play him. Although, I don't know how your Jets are against the run because they can't score points. (sighs) All you got to do is get ahead of us, and then it'll be (laughs) running the ball the whole time. very possible Miles Sanders could have his breakout game this week. Unless, unless Darnold plays. Then we might have a chance to actually keep up with some kind of scoring, and we probably still won't win. But come on now, you are such a homer. I can't stand it. So are you? No, I am. I I don't think we are good. Flat out, we're not good, but we can still. That's what all Jets fans say. That's not homery. That's realistic. All right, we wanted to talk about quarterbacks and some trends, some outliers. Uh, Tom asked me before the show when I was about to look up some stats on quarterbacks (laughs) who I thought the number three overall quarterback in fantasy was this year. Yes, this is a great question. And it took me a while. I was just thinking, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? Um, I thought maybe he was referring to Carson Wentz. Nope. He's number five. Yeah. I took a couple of guesses because oh you're not going to think of it so i uh made some really bad guesses (laughs) just because obviously the first two is uh jackson lamar jackson and then there's obviously mahomes right you're thinking them two are great well well, who would you even possibly consider at the third one you're not going to think of this guy you're going to think you mean the guy that we were taking as our second quarterback yes i'm telling you guys russell wilson number third Number third? Number third. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, as far as a quarterback in fantasy football right now. He hasn't been like super consistent to where he's getting 30 points every game, but he's averaging about 30 points every single game. That is amazing. And you can't look away from that because you probably don't have him. Somebody's probably still down on him. They probably don't think, oh, Russell, uh, I got this guy. I'm and he not didn't gonna... have a great week this week, but they played the Cardinals in which 
Uh, Kyler right, Murray right, right. threw an interception to Jadavion Clowney. The point being is he is good enough oh, yeah. to be your starter and not worry about it. He's the number three quarterback right now yes. in the league. Uh, and right behind him is Dak Prescott. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Dak yeah. Prescott has been trending downward. I I told my friend he had this is um, this is real, okay? Yes. He had Prescott, which I said, Oh, that's great, that's fine. And he had Russell Wilson. I said, Okay, that's good. <laughs> but then he said, Well, should I trade Russell Wilson to get uh blah 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 running I don't remember who the running back is. I was like, Well, you got Prescott. Why don't you just trade him and get something big out of it? Yeah. Because you could. That, more than what you would get out of Russell Wilson. But he didn't want to do that. Of course he did. He wanted to get rid of Russell Wilson because of that Zach, Zach, Dak Prescott. I'm not talking this to you today. This is karma, instant <laughs> karma for trying to not let me go through my chub. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. Dak was, I knew after week three, he wasn't going to produce. He wasn't going to produce as well. I didn't think he was going to be that bad. Not that bad. I, but I knew he wasn't going to produce the 30 points. And here we are. Dak is below Russell Wilson. He's regretting the fact that he – I'm sure he's regretting the of fact he, he traded Russell instead of Dak because I'm sure he lost this week because Dak didn't do his typical the last three weeks of 30 points. So that's not going to win you any games if your quarterback gets, what, 10 points? What well, was it? Let, let's go through weeks one through four. Of okay, yeah, let's do it. Uh, week one against, what was it, the Giants, I believe, 41 points. Yeah. All great. right. Amazing. Uh, week two, uh, what wasn't that against the Dolphins? Yes, I think so. Or the Redskins? Was that Redskins week three? Redskins yep. three. Okay. 33 points week two. Yep, that's good. I like it. Week three, still a great 26 points. Yep. Yep. Week four against the Saints, 7.6 points. <sighs> wow, yeah. that's a stinker for that's sure. That's a real stinker. You can't even get 10 points out of your starting quarterback. You're never going to win in fantasy football. And I didn't get to show it to you. I explained it to you. The highlight with 20 seconds left in the game, Dak Prescott, <laughs> they're down by two. They just need to get in a field goal range quick, spike it, and... Uh, kick the field goal, throws it into quintuple coverage. <laughs> For those of you out there that are unsure about uh, the multiples, uh, it is uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, five. five <laughs> defenders on one receiver, and that's who he threw it to on that play. I know you're trying to make a play. Yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing. But... Uh, it didn't get picked off. That's the miracle about <laughs> that play is it did not get intercepted. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Carson Wentz a little bit. He has been pretty darn consistent. Yeah. He's the, been good. the one, the week two, he only had 19.5 points. That was a bad first half. Mm-hmm. And then we move down. Number six, finally being a top 10 quarterback again, Matthew Stafford, but very inconsistent. 35, 19, 14, 29. You don't want to have to worry about your quarterback. So we get to number seven. (laughs) This is one of the most consistent guys out there, except for Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Okay. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. A respectable 20-week one that nobody thought was going to happen. And nobody's still thinking. Nobody's thinking about Jacoby. 
they're thinking, oh, yeah, whatever. He's been okay. Yeah. But nobody's thinking that he's been consistent. He's been very consistent. I can't say my words today. Nick Chubb. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Week two, mm-hmm. 24. Week three, yep. 24. Week four, 28. And now he plays Kansas City. Mm. That's and, gonna be... and his highest output of the season was without T.Y. Hilton. Wow. That is that is a good one. That's a good stat. I like that. And, again, we're almost like already putting together a a DFS yes. lineup. People that we're talking about, we're already discussing. Because yes. He's going to be cheap. We're putting he's going to be cheap. We're storing this in the memory banks yes. for uh, Sunday morning or perhaps Saturday night when I'm still thinking about fantasy football. I will probably do it in the next couple of days. Yes. <laughs> I get I get too happy when I'm like, you gotta get football. Number eight overall quarterback. Yeah. Jameis <clears throat> Winston. How did he get to number eight overall? Well, he had a stinker in week one, so everybody was like, All right, that's it. No more Jameis. In week two, he got that fifteen points when yeah, nobody you'll was still starting. Think, him. You'll still think, eh, no, I yeah, no, whatever. whatever. Week three, I actually started him. Thirty points. Thirty one points. Yep. Then week Four against the Rams, who I thought had a decent defense, 37 points. That's probably, for me, the shocker of the week. I, I can't, I, there's no way you're expecting him to do that. No. No way. There's no way. I don't know what to do with Jameis. Now he's going against the Saints, who Dak Prescott in, couldn't throw against. In your shoes, you have to start Jameis. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the team you have is Jameis. You cannot go with Kelly again. Kyle Allen. Oh, I thought you had Kelly. Who's Kelly? I don't know. You're Kelly. talking about Chad Kelly? Yeah, Chad Kelly. Yeah, no. Uh, he, that's, he's he's that's not on the team right now. Quiet. <laughs> Man, this karma is just <sighs> riding you hard. I keep, it's, yeah, I, Kyle Kelly, it's not similar at all. Really. No, the no. first letter. Kelly Kapowski does not play fantasy football. <laughs> Sorry. You would love to have that on your team. Uh, well, let's move down the list to some more inconsistent quarterbacks. Wow. Deshaun Watson. 36-12, 31-11. Yep, that's <sighs> very, very inconsistent. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Even uh, Matt Ryan, the number 10 overall quarterback, 22, 25, 28, and then a stinker with 15. Yeah, it's a little more consistent, though. It's at least in the 20s. The 15 is uh, it's a little worrisome, but I'm still fine with Matt Ryan. We have to talk about the next one. Marcus Mariota. Again, wildly uh, inconsistent. A extremely. 30, a 15, a 15, and another 30. Yeah. But that 15 in week three, he looked horrible. Yeah, he actually looked pretty good this last week four. A.J. Brown made him look yeah, good. I, 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 listen, <laughs> here's here's the problem with Mariota. He, like we've said all along, he's inconsistent. But when he has big games... It's just it's not going to happen next week, and if it does, you can bet all of your money. Buffalo, yeah, it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> He's not going to do good next week. I'm telling you, the reason I don't think he is a starting quarterback in this league is because he is up and down, up and down, up and down. And I trend to think that he's more of a downer than he is an upper. So. I don't like him at all, and I really think Tannehill deserves a shot. I'd like to see what he does 
in how he is fantasy-wise. You know, we keep pushing it, and if it just doesn't. It's not going to happen because <laughs> be, this is what the Titans are going to do. They're going to see a bad week. They're like, okay, well, he can give him another chance. And then he's going to have a good week. And they're like, oh, well, this is why we got him starting. And then he's going to have a terrible week. Oh, one more chance. Let's just let's make sure he's not. And then he's have another bad week. Well, this is it. Okay, this is it. Then he's gonna have a great week. All right, he's back in our good graces. That's the problem with Marcus Mariota. Very big problem. I mean, there shouldn't be anybody out there really starting Marcus Mariota until the bye weeks happen, and even then, it's yeah. Uh, so we've got a couple more that we have to talk about. Philip Rivers has been fine. I'm not gonna. He had one bad week. He's he is what he is. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting out of Philip Rivers, and every once in a while he's going to put up a stinker. Yeah. Tom Brady, however, well, if yeah. you are playing Tom Brady, which I know there are some people out there, and right now he is the number thirteen overall quarterback, but he only got you three point seven points this week. Right, and you—the reason you're playing Tom Brady, wow, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady—the reason you are playing Tom Brady is because. He had a really good three weeks. He really did. Yeah. You weren't expecting him to go <laughs> in the flag league. Oh, we got the uh, something. Network is hosting us. Oh, on very nice. Twitch Thank channel. you very much. Thank you, Network. All right. Um, the reason you playing Tom Brady is because he had a good three weeks. But then he got you in the flag league. Three Ooh. point seven points. Three. Three points. That is the three worst. Points. That's the worst. It can't get any worse than that with Tom Brady. So no, you're really probably going to play him next week. I don't know who they're playing. but Tom Brady is playing the Washington Redskins. You are playing him for sure. Yep. It's 100%. If he is a cheaper DFS play, maybe we can throw him in there this week. I'm going to make a prediction. Uh-oh. This is Stone not Cold t- Lock of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction that I'm going to misspeak again sometime okay. during this podcast. I'll take that. <laughs> and you win. Um, no, I'm going to make a prediction, and that prediction is going to be that Mariota is going to look horrible. Against the Bills. Just absolutely asinine. <laughs> it's going to be so bad that people are going to be like, well, how did he do so good? It's going to be really bad. He might, he might be in the negatives. Ooh. That's a really bad prediction. That's but, a really terrible but prediction. But if that happens, <laughs> if that happens. Well, I just need to update everybody. I have lost against the guy with James Conner. I was looking. <laughs> I saw six carries for 18 yards. I was like, oh, not too bad. Oh, five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I need Joe Mixon to get it going. Uh, if I can outscore Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert with Joe Mixon by eight points, I can win that league, <laughs> and that's that's possible. Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert are not doing that great. Okay, so, so and that means Andy Dalton's not on pace for fifty points. He is not. Okay, although I'm, I'm he good. has been a fairly consistent quarterback right now, right. he is averaging twenty-two points a game, which puts him right next. Actually, it puts him slightly ahead of Philip Rivers for the number twelve overall quarterback right now, average-wise. Oh, depending on I mean, what he does this time, it's not bad. I mean, the Bengals are terrible. They're not a good team, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's not a good enough quarterback to be on your fantasy team right another thing i want to say about mariota if mariota comes out there and plays really well and i I have to pay attention to it if he can be good fantasy wise against the bills i will pay attention i will but i really don't think it's gonna happen (laughs) uh there are three quarterbacks that i've i've got my eye on right now that we have not mentioned yet 
Uh, and they're the 23rd, 26th, and 27th overall quarterbacks. Okay. Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, and Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, even if we throw out this week where Trubisky got hurt, yeah, he had an eight-point game, a five-point game, and a twenty-five-point game. Oh, that is. Just if horrible. you were still trying to start him by the time he got that twenty-five-point mm. game mm. in week three, you're you dumb. were just a glutton for punishment yeah, in fantasy dumb. football. Yeah. <laughs> now Baker Mayfield has been consistently bleh. Yeah, 11-17. That yeah. you don't want him in your no. lineup. And then Kirk Cousins, 16, 10, 14, 7. Yeah. I mean, we weren't drafting Kirk yep. Cousins to be our starting quarterback this year anyway. There was more than 12 guys out there that we thought were going to be good. Right. But, wow. Yeah, this is somebody else you kind of got to pay attention to a little bit is maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that uh, he hasn't been super consistent, but... He's had, what, 20, 14, 30, and then another 14. So the 14s are very, very concerning. But if he can somehow be a little bit more consistent, get 25 or so points per game, that's startable at least. And why are we talking about quarterbacks and consistency? Because this is the time of year that you should know how your quarterback is performing. Yeah. Who is a possible target? to trade for, who are some guys you want to get rid of. Last year, I told everybody to pick up Andrew Luck after week four, and he absolutely went off after that. Yeah. And I told him, told you to trade him by the playoffs, and I don't know if that was the best idea, but which guys I'll say out? this. Go ahead. I, I've been trying to look at it. I haven't really done any real offers yet, but – I'm trying to see if I can survive without Lamar Jackson on my team because I know he's going to demand quite a bit, right. and I don't know if he can continue this pace. Uh, last week wouldn't have been much of anything like 30-some points if he didn't get that garbage time Sneed touchdown. Now, so I, I think he's got value, and I think people are going to look at him as, wow, okay, yeah, I would really like to have him on my team. Okay, so what can you give me in return that will make it worth it for me? It should be a decent amount. But another guy I wouldn't mind going after, now hear me out, uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he, because he's at his all-time lowest he's value He's never right been now. valued as low as this. And he just had a pretty decent game against the Eagles on Thursday night where he scored 30-some points in fantasy football. He did. So, uh, they were absolutely horrible. And the run game, and then they didn't even try to run the ball. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So Aaron Rodgers had 400 and some yards passing. And if you were starting him week one, week two, and week three, it was disappointing, but it wasn't crippling. No. It, it's, it was good enough to where it's like, man, this stinks. I was expecting him to get 30 he points. He still needed some help out of some other guys. Yes, you did. But if somebody with the value that like that, I don't mind – Saying, hey, do you still want Aaron Rodgers? Maybe you want to. Maybe maybe I go after Aaron Rodgers with Lamar Jackson and get something else in return. I don't know. I have to look at it. But um, another guy I wouldn't mind looking at, and this is going to sound crazy, this is Derek Carr. Now, I know <laughs> you're giving me a weird look, but listen, 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 listen. You Derek, might as well wait until after week five when they play Chicago. 
Okay. <laughs> that one probably is a good idea. You yeah. don't want to do that. No, not this so. week. Uh, let's see. Who was I looking at? Another guy kind of on the same area as Aaron Rodgers that is under-ish performing that might not cost you a lot if you're trying mm-hmm. to trade for a quarterback is Matt Ryan. True. And in the flag league, I think Matt Ryan is even higher on the list. And so you're probably not going to get away with it in that league. But in right. flag league, I think he's, yeah, he's seventh overall for quarterbacks. He has but he, 20- he's quietly always in the top 10 and mm-hmm. quietly a top three quarterback some years. And people just don't yeah. look at it. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. I would rather have Matt Ryan than Matthew Stafford. Because Stafford's been inconsistent. Matt Ryan has actually been somewhat consistent. He's been 26, 29, 32, and then this last week was 20. So 20 is his low. Uh, that's in the flag league. So I know right. some other leagues aren't going to have as much points. Not there. quite as much, But no. when you look at Stafford, it's been somewhat inconsistent. He had the big 39-week, 22-16. I don't like that. And then he got another 33. So you're getting a little bit more out of Stafford, but you, I don't know, I just don't like... 16 points is never going to win. Never going to win you a game. I mean, I'm looking at these quarterbacks. I'm not finding too many that I'm like, okay, they've had a rough first four weeks, but their schedule gets better and go out and pick them up. There isn't that obvious one out there like there was Andrew Luck last year for me. The only obvious one I believe that you should have sold already was Dak Prescott. Yes. Yep. He's still going to have some decent games. Now you got to hope he has another good game against Green Bay. And then you're like, oh, well, I should probably just stick with him because he had another good game versus Green Bay. I don't know. I If you look at, off the off the mark here, if you're looking at maybe possibly getting a quarterback for really, really cheap who maybe can come around the corner. Trubisky, you're probably getting for almost nothing at this point. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're in a normal league, he's probably on the waiver wire right. right now. But if it's a big league and people are holding on to quarterbacks because you have to, this is somebody you might be able to say, you don't really want Trubisky, do you? If he would have been healthy, he was going against Oakland this coming week, and that could have been another mm-hmm. game where he shows up. Um, Daniel Jones, obviously, he came out on fire, 40 yeah. points in that week, and then he gets 14. Now, obviously, they didn't need it to win against the Redskins, and he is going against Minnesota this week, who we yep. don't even know how they are going to show up. Their defense has been okay, yeah, but nothing special, and their offense looks horrible. <laughs> Well, they just—that's they, Kirk Cousins. Their passing game looks yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Um, another guy I wouldn't mind maybe going after to a certain extent, but I think people still hold a lot of value with him. Is that's make Baker Mayfield because he has he has the weapons to be really successful, and if he can click it, that's your ticket. No, <laughs> see what I did there. Anyway, I tried not to. <laughs> I think he's there's a possibility there of him actually producing in the future. He has been very underwhelming as opposed to what people have wanted him to do this year. And if I'm going to find him really quick, he's had 14 points week one, 20, 13, and then 22. So it's been up and down. And I think there's a possibility that it levels off a little more somewhere in the 20s. And if that's the case, that's worth it if you're looking for some but something consistent. And he could 
get even better than that. We got to talk about him a little bit because it's not like he was bad in fantasy up until this last week. That was Josh Allen. Yeah. He's he's going to give you, I mean, he's almost, and I'm not comparing him to this person football-wise, <laughs> but fantasy-wise, he is comparable to what Brett Favre was when he started in this league. Yeah. Throwing interceptions left and right, but also getting touchdowns. He's been fine. Yeah. 18, 24, 20. Like, if you waited until the last possible second, like I know you did in the listener league and I did in my work league, he was great as your, well, I guess I got to take somebody finally for a quarterback. Yeah. And now we don't even know if he's going to play this coming week at Tennessee, which would probably not have been the greatest matchup anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of starting to fall a little off of Josh Allen just because – one, I need I need another quarterback to do me a little bit better in that league because one, I don't have good, right. I don't have the depth um, that I wanted in the in the listener league because I like I said before I got some injuries and then I had a suspension that hopefully Gordon comes back and we got something <laughs> there. But I, I, Allen hasn't been good enough to get me over the hump to produce over top of the injuries and over top of the suspension that I've or not the suspension, he's not suspended. What am I thinking? Yeah. Um Gordon, Chubb. This is enough. I've had enough of this. <laughs> this is the worst speaking week I've had on this podcast. I've said some crazy things, but I've never I don't have the button ready. No, don't don't even touch that one. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, let, let's wrap this up. I mean, again, I'm trying to find somebody out there that is like <laughs> You should go out and get this guy. Now, it's going to sound like a homer, but Carson Wentz is a guy that you still might not have to pay a lot to get. And I, 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 I think you're wrong. I think people realize that he's still a top quarterback. I don't know. Go out and try and get him then. And tell me when you do because I want to see what you get. But everybody that knows me knows I'm an Eagles fan, and I have to pay through the nose for him, even if he's not. All good. right, I'll I'll try. I am not a good. I'll try to get yes. Carson Wentz. Okay, okay? I'll try it, and uh, one of the I'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but I'll try and, and see what what the possibilities are there, and I just don't want to give up too much. And I think they're going to well, ask. Of course, for too you're much. not going to give up a lot, but I just that's what I think he's going to demand. I think somebody's going to say, "Well, I no, I can't give you Carson Wentz. There's nothing left on the waiver wire. Yeah. I can't I can't do that. I got to have him because they know he's still valuable." I think maybe if I had to pick one quarterback right now, a guy that's going into his bye week was a perfect spot to try and buy. It's Matthew Stafford. He's that's Flying a, back into the top ten. That's a good. He's been a little inconsistent, but he's had two really good games. And that offense, the, the Lions have surprised a lot of people already. Yes, yep. they were very close to beating the Chiefs. Yeah, very close. Unreal. To really. go to four and zero. Oh. No, no. Oh no, three zero oh and one. one. Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking undefeated, but I forgot about mm-hmm. the tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's. That guy is not somebody that you would have to spend a lot to get. Right. And I think I have him on the bench in one league. I don't remember who my starting quarterback is, 
But I'm <laughs> I'm probably gonna after this week, obviously with yeah, the buy, I might have to put him in. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are actually thinking Matthew Stafford's you know, right. doing really well. And, and if I can look at the flag league real quick, I believe he's actually in the. Top. Oh, he's number six overall in the one I'm looking at. Yeah. It's a different league. Yeah. But he's averaging almost 25 points a game in that league. Staff, yeah, he's six overall in the yep. flag league as well. Yeah, uh, 28.3 points. Yeah, that's a pretty good average. That's uh, pretty darn good. He did have a stinker of a week. Yeah, but I that's tough. I'd rather have somebody more consistent like Mac, Matt Ryan, like I said earlier. But Stafford is probably easier to obtain than Matt Ryan at this point. That's true. That stinker of a performance was against the Eagles. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Boo. Boo. Sorry. Boo. All right. Uh, I think we have gone on long enough talking mm, about bit. quarterbacks <laughs> and all that. But there was a lot to talk about this week because it was a weird week. I mean, everything Dude, I thought, which I I need the Bengals to get their crap together right now because if the <laughs> Bengals win this game, I win the pool at work for the Pickums this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's not looking very good. And, and this... Sometimes I don't win weeks because I have consistent players and they don't have this boom of a of a offensive day. But then there's weeks like this week where if you have consistent players, you know you're going to get a certain amount of points. And if like everybody else seems to in the league, except for maybe a couple other teams, have a very underwhelming week, you win because you had consistent players. Right. That's why it's consistency matters. And not just boom or bust because y- your consistent guys can get boomed too. And like I said, I, I I know Jarvis is trending down a little bit as far as well, not anymore because of the good week. But I know he was trending down a little bit as far as not having a good um, consistency and not having a big enough week. But he's somebody who's still consistent to a certain extent, and it gets you something in return when he has a big week like he just did. All right, before we get out of here, I have to say uh, I needed to pick up somebody as a defensive back in the back row show listener mm-hmm. league. Uh, and I picked up Dre, Kirk, Dre Kirkpatrick right. of the yeah. Bengals, and he's got six tackles and a tackle for a loss already. So I have gotten more out of him than I thought I did this <laughs> week. And, uh, yeah, that was that was my pickup of the week IDP-wise, but... All right, uh, everybody out there uh, watching on either Facebook or Twitch, I appreciate it. Uh, and everybody out there listening on podcast form, we appreciate you as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, subscribe, click, follow, YouTube, all that good stuff. You know how it works by now. We don't need to pound it into your head. <laughs> uh, also, check out pollsports.com. Uh, we talk about those uh, all week we are on there choosing, and on Sunday mornings in particular, we go through a bunch of start sit questions. Very useful tool for yes. anybody yes. out there that has last seconds with all these injuries and all this inconsistency. You might need a second opinion or a fifty-fourth opinion, depending <laughs> on how many people are. Uh, There's a lot on of them, those. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, watching, and uh, don't forget stay fueled up this fantasy season.